I'm Dick Summer, and it's time to say goodnight. This is a quiet place to rest your head, a safe place to hide a hurting heart, a gentle place to fall. We just call this place goodnight. Well, hi, y'all. I just love that word, y'all. Maybe it's because I'm from the Bay Ridge section of Brooklyn, which is the southernmost part of New York City. You've seen pictures of it. The Bay Ridge is one end of the big, beautiful Verrazano Bridge. Hi, y'all. It sounds like grits and warm syrup served by a sweet southern lady with big, soft eyes and a welcoming smile and a soft Georgia dawn. I just love it. In fact, I like y'all so much that I've tried to Brooklynize it so I can say it around here and get away with it. But it keeps coming out right. It keeps coming out, hi, yiz all. And saying hi, yiz all just doesn't have the same effect. I don't know who invented that word, y'all. But I'll bet it was some guy who realized that he had just said something really stupid. And he couldn't understand how something that dumb could have come out of the mouth of a smart guy like him. So it must have been somebody else, some other guy, you know? You've done that. I've done that. Don Imus has done that. Must have been some other guy using my mouth. I think Southern people came up with the idea of y'all because they're courteous. They like charm. They know that lots of times there are several guys using your brain, your mouth, your eyebrows, and even your viagral parts under some circumstances. And they don't want to insult any of those guys by not saying hi to each one of them. So instead of just saying hi to you, they greet all of those guys in your head all at once just by smiling at you and saying hi, y'all. Make sense to you? If I'm right about this, hi, y'all, be a good explanation for how come a song pops up into your head because the words have something to do with the problem that you've got kicking around in your mind. Who put that song there? You weren't thinking about the song. You were thinking about the problem. I think one of your y'all guys just started singing that song in your head. And if somebody tossed you a baseball while you were singing, another one of your y'all guys would catch it and chuck it back and not even think anything about it because that leaves you to keep working on the problem. You probably wouldn't even much notice what was going on. And... Haven't you arrived somewhere in your car and not remembered very much about how you got there? Seriously, who do you think was doing the driving? That's right. Another of your y'all guys. I told you I have one of those little y'all type guys sitting up in the back of my head with his hand on kind of a steering wheel attached to my brain. And he is in charge of keeping my fingers and my eyebrows and my viagral parts and all the rest of me on the straight and narrow. But when he sees my lady wonder wench walking around in very short shorts or less, which fortunately for, for me, he, she does, you know, uh, this little y'all guy gets so distracted that he drops the steering wheel and he runs up to my eyes to get a better look, which leaves all of my fingers and my eyebrows and my viagral parts, all of them with absolutely no adult supervision. I've explained this to Wonder Wench. I say, I'm not responsible for this. And she gives me one of those wife looks, you know. Now, this is also true. Some of you know that I was a clinical hypnotist for a long time. I really was. And let me tell you the story 
of one of the greatest hypnotic experiments of all time. This is no kidding. A hypnotist made a guy hypnotically deaf. And yes, you can do that. I've done it lots of times. It's a little bit like, you know, the old comic strip, The Shadow, radio show too. The Shadow learned in the Orient the way of making people hypnotically blind. Well, that works too, you know. Just trust me on this for a minute. Let me tell the story. The hypnotic suggestion in this case was that the guy wouldn't hear anything until the hypnotist said the guy's name. Then the hypnotist shot a thirty-eight caliber blank off right next to the guy's ear. There was not a flinch, not a jolt on the EEG machine, which was hooked up to his brain to record reactions. Then the hypnotist, just like he had set it up in the post-hypnotic suggestion, the hypnotist said the guy's name, and the guy could hear again. And the point of this was, if the guy couldn't hear a gun shot off right next to his head, how did he hear his name? Now, hypnotists call that the observing self. It has other names in psychology, and it even has some names in certain religions. But I just like to think of it as one of your friendly, hi-y'all guys at work. When you're on the air live, this comes into play, because you've always got to think ahead to what's coming next. It's like playing chess. You're thinking ahead of what you're actually saying, and you're letting one of your y'all guys use your mouth to catch up. And I think that's what happened to Don Imus. One of his y'all guys let him down. There's more about that in this week's blog if you're interested. Just go back to DickSummer.com and click on the blog. Dick's Details. A whole bunch of interesting but totally unimportant things to stick in one ear so you can push the important things that are keeping you awake out your other ear and you can go not off to sleep. Did you know that scholars now say that Moses stuttered? Somehow, I bet you nobody laughed when he did, though. There are three times as many cows as people in Montana. And I think there's a lot of bull there, too. Let me explain something. My lady wonder wench was engaged to a shepherd from Montana at one time. I have no idea why. Anyway, we were in a restaurant at one time, and there was a guy there with a T-shirt on that said, If you ain't a Montana cowboy, you ain't shit. I was delighted. I went over to the guy. I said, do you realize this is a double negative? He said, huh? I said, well, it's a double negative. Look, write that down. Okay, if you ain't a Montana cowboy, you ain't shit. All right, now cross cross out both of the the ain'ts there. <laughs> You'll see what you're actually saying. I was just overjoyed. Twenty percent of Americans say they make love with the TV on. Now think about that. The iPod is so much smaller. You know, it would be therefore much sexier to make love with your iPod on, wouldn't it? I don't know. I'm always thinking stuff like that. Avocado is a South American Indian word that means testicle. Think about that next time you're having a salad. Dicks the tails. They take your mind off your mind. There are some people listening 
who remember the song Louie Louie. Louie Louie. If you are one of that elite group, you've been around for a little while, and you have known what it's like when one of your little y'all guys is running things in your life. There's a guy in one of the Night Connection album stories who finds himself in one of those y'all guy moments. He's having dinner with his ex. Listen to the story. Some skills develop a little bit late in life, like letting the phone ring until the machine answers it. Resisting the urge to tell a buddy what you really think about his new girlfriend. And gracefully undoing a smiling woman's hard-to-reach hooks and clasps with one hand while stroking her hair with the other. And some skills are simply beyond the ability of ordinary men. Like not touching a woman like her. She is tall, elegant, intelligent, poised, supple, soft-eyed, beautiful, and hurt. There are a few quicksilver highlights in her long brown hair as it tumbles around her shoulders. She is wearing a delicate gold satin blouse and blue velvet slacks. You've never been sure of whether she uses a touch of perfume in her hair or if that's just her own natural scent. She is barefoot, liquid lightning. There's such a magic in the touch of an old lover. It carries the musky scent of every private memory, the flash of every erotic image, the texture of every lost caress. Her conversation is mostly light, cynical, funny, casual chatter. But the candlelight catches a single tear tangled in her hair there in the living room of that home that you used to share. You loved her, the woman who hid in her secret garden down deep inside all of the beauty and under the laughs and behind the tears. You loved watching her face change as morning came in the window and she was sleeping in your arms. You loved to watch the years make their marks at the smiling edges of her eyes. You loved her and you still do. It's not the story of a love gone bad. Your love didn't go bad. It just stopped getting better. But all the memories of all the dreams that you had with her are glistening in that one single tear. Some skills develop very late in life. Some never fully develop at all. Like the skill that must be there for you not to touch her again. What would happen if you did touch that single tear? That's called The Late Bloomer, and it's from the Night Connection's personal audio CD. If it rings a bell with you, you can just keep this podcast, or you can go back to DickSummer.com and download a fresh copy from CD Baby, whatever works for you. Well, what have we learned? If you're a great religious leader, and the Lord entrusts 10 important things that he wants you to tell his people, but you stutter, write them down, for heaven's sakes. Be careful of your double negatives. And be careful 
when you hear the word hi y'all especially when it makes you remember grits and warm syrup served by a sweet southern lady with big soft eyes and a welcoming smile in a soft georgia dawn Time to tuck you in now. I'm Dick Summer, and I hope you'll come back soon for a gentle place to fall. Quiet place to rest your head. Safe place to hide a hurting heart. Nice and easy now. Couple of deep breaths. Come on. There you go. Just one more. That's better. All the way to sleep. All the way to sleep. Good night.